Hello, everyone. We're here um, with Ned Curick, uh, and we're here to talk about real estate and all things entre... No, let's start over. Let's start over. This is the Same. only time we, we do takes. Of course, yeah. Right at sense. the beginning. Yeah, that's yeah. the only take. I would, uh, if I was you, I would say, hello, everybody. Punch it up and be like, this is the real estate talk, and our guest today is... Perfect. Bop, 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 bop. Thank you. All right. He's good. <laughs> Okay. Hello, everyone. We are here with the Real Estate Talk uh, with myself, Peter Maraca, and our special guest, Ned Curick. How you doing, Ned? Not bad, not bad. So, uh, Ned is somebody I'm very, very excited to have um, here talking with us. He is filled with a ton of information. He's actually somebody who, you know, inspired me from a young age to uh, become entrepreneurial. I seen you when I was a kid, you know, I, I uh, worked with you at the attic and yeah, different other time, dabbling businesses. Time. And, uh, you know, you always had your hands in different things and you're always, you know, pushing yourself forward. And it really did inspire me as a young age, at a young age to say, hey, you know what? I respect somebody like this who's hustling and putting his effort out there and putting himself out there. And I'd love to emulate some of that. And I, I, I like to think I did in, in a small way. So oh yeah, for sure you become successful. That's for sure. Thank you for uh, for the inspiration, and uh, I'm happy to have you here, and happy to discuss with you what your strengths, what the stuff that you do do is right now currently, and uh, let our viewers know how you can help them. So uh, we'll we'll start off. Just want to you know hear about you yourself, your entrepreneurial background, where it's come from, and and, and where it's going today. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm born and raised, uh, you know, Stony Creek guy, East End Hamilton guy. Um, I knew very early on that I flat out couldn't work for somebody. That's when I think I realized that I was going to be an entrepreneur. At that time, I didn't really understand how and where, but I knew that I had to do something myself. Um, the first opportunity that presented itself would be the Attic Pizza. I was 23 years old. Uh, we were approached by a family friend, me and my brother, because we were, um, well, my brother was running some businesses in, in, in Hamilton, and that was our first step into business. That taught me very quickly that business is business, and then there's real estate. That business opened up my eyes to real estate. So when we, when we first opened the attic, my very first goal was to buy the land that the attic was sitting on. That would have been my first kind of entry into real estate because I'm a big math guy and when you're paying that much money every month out the window to rent you kind of say to yourself wait a sec you know I got to own this land and then that's kind of what we've done what we've done from that point um, I've amassed some land here in Stony Creek where my office is the attic uh, the apartment building and then as I grew as an entrepreneur I really quickly found out that all my net worth really was in real estate and then that's what propelled me to go farther in real estate um so that's like that's like a little quick summary of me as an entrepreneur me as a person um i'm a husband a father of three i'm a pretty private guy i i love my family very much and i'm pretty much do everything uh, for them or my kids i should say um other than that, there's not, there's not really, uh, I'm a hard, you know, I work hard and I, I really um, just put my head down and kind of move forward, right? Definitely. And you, you have dabbled in politics a little bit. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm the type of guy where I don't, much to my success and sometimes to my demise, I don't really think of things. I get, uh, I get impulsive a bit and I think because of me being impulsive, that's why I've become moderately successful in business because sometimes I don't think of things, I just dive right in. So Absolutely. I have a very bold attitude as you would know me as a, you know, when we were younger and stuff, I don't, a lot of people, as they say, they say there's a lot of people read books on how to do things and then there's people that just do things. And I'm 100%. definitely the person that does things and, and learns by being in the fire. So yeah, I've been in politics. I've owned uh, very numerous different businesses, the attic. Uh, we've owned, you know, nightclubs and bars in, in, in Hess, Hess Village. Village. I owned a security company for a while. I have a very tattoo big parlor. tattoo parlor. was one of my very first businesses that I bought and sold for profit. Uh, ATM business is a massive, uh, a massive uh, cash flow to my bigger business, which is Niku Investments. I have my real estate holdings, and currently we're venturing into something new, which is Niku Cannabis, so the legal cannabis space. Um, so, yeah, there's I've done I've done lots of stuff, and 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 I've profited all of them. So even though if it hasn't been a massive profits, I've either bought and sold and made a buck in all of them. So I haven't really failed too much so i kind of kind of proud of that and, and i think you know i kind of go with the same philosophy of you know a lot of times i just i just go for it sure and, and you know i find that well i think it was john paul getty said 99 percent of businesses fail at the you know at the, in your mind at, in your mind in exactly your mind. You, you you think about the idea yeah and then it dies you know 100%. and so it's like I think it was Denzel Washington who said, you know, dreams without goals are just dreams. 100%. And so, you know, a lot of times I think for people listening that, you know, might want to dabble into some entrepreneurship, even if it's a side gig, you know, in Canada, take advantage of some tax benefits or whatever the case is, think about it and go for it. You know, like like you said, you've done Tattoo Parlor, you've you've done um, The Attic Pizzeria, yeah. you've done a ton of different yeah, and you've made money at all of them. Yeah, and I'm a, more, I'm a mortgage agent as well. That's yeah. That, I mean, exactly what you said. I think the biggest thing that prevents people from being successful is everything in their brain. I think people overanalyze things too much. I think people look at textbooks and books too much. And again, this is just my opinion. Yeah, right? absolutely. But I think you know, as they say, fortune favors the bold. And I, I think if it's you're true. not bold, I think. I think it's hard. It would be very hard to. Now we're just we're speaking of wealth. For we're not sure. speaking of personal growth and, and other aspects. No, we're and that's speaking, important too. This is a business kind of forum, so we're speaking of wealth. And I think the only way to ascertain wealth is to be bold. I, um, it's okay to fail. Yep. Uh, it's it's people have gone bankrupt. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not a social uh, downfall or anything like that. But if you don't try. Where do you, if you don't try, if your chips aren't on the table, then how do you win? Absolutely. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I agree 100% with you in that sense, for sure. Every great, uh, every great athlete, every, it's, you know, like Jordan says, you know, you, you miss 100% of the shots yeah. you don't take. 100%. And so it really does, you know, for me, Echo, um, and, I, and I really do try to lead my, lead my business with boldness, like you of said. Course. And it's like, you know what, I'm just going to, take the risk you know this year for example spending a lot more on marketing and advertising yeah, yeah. i'm just gonna do it and if i do the hope is that it will work itself out and yeah. i truly think like anything you know a lot, a lot of times i you know how do you how do you become successful and to me it's just time in 
You know, it's, it's, it's how much time you're going to put into it, how much energy, how much effort. And if you do it and you, it's, it's for the right reasons and, it, and it, it's, it will work out. So I always, I, you know, I, I agree. I mean, it, I realized on very quick too, that I'm not going to become wealthy from a paycheck. I realized at a very early age, maybe it was because I had some predominant business people around me that I was able to kind of not, I wouldn't say mentor, but they did become mentors. Yeah. Um, that I kind of was able to keep learning and just pull stuff, pull value from people growing up. And I realized that the people around my family or whatever that were wealthy, they didn't have a paycheck. So there was no ceiling for them. There was no 50 grand a year, a hundred grand a year. So naturally, if you think that way, you're going to go into business, you know, and, and I, I did realize that very, very early on. Now, I mean, I've, I've tried and opened and, and sold and been bought out of a ton of businesses, but they're all experiences that kind of molded my character in a way to kind of uh, make me who I am today. I mean, I'm sure there's business that we I was involved also in a, a gym, a Muay Thai gym as well, uh, uh, Iron Tiger and then House yeah. of Champions. I mean, we can go on. There's lots of stuff that I've done. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's all been, it's all been a process to get me where I am now and to get me ahead another 20, 30 years. Yeah, like every single step you took built built you to where you are today, obviously. 100%, so, yeah, 100%. You know, there's never a negative in trying new businesses and no. trying to make something. Obviously, the more time you spend on one and the more you can perfect it, but it's definitely important to keep growing, keep pushing. Um, I, think, I think, to be honest with you, the downfall of what I see uh, with entrepreneurs and I'm no guru and I'm not no. like there's way more wealthy people than you or me or you know oh for uh, sure but the one common denominator I see is that people become know-it-alls too fast people just uh, open up one business or do one thing and now they're Bill Gates yeah you, you get what I'm saying yeah and, and they know everything and they've lost the ability to learn and I think losing that ability to learn you've just capped yourself on, on being an entrepreneur or, or being involved in real estate. Um, there, we can apply that to, to real estate a million different ways. So many guys have made money uh, buying one piece of real estate and never bought another one. And yeah. I look at them and say, well, why wouldn't you duplicate that two, three, four times over? They bought one piece of real estate, they made money, and now they're a know-it-all, they know everything, and they've essentially stopped. And you know, so there's, in that sense, I, I, I just see it all the time. And that's where sometimes I even go into certain things just saying, how will this expand my, my growth or how will this expand my mind, right? So, so I've gone into businesses that have gone either sold or just said, you know, it's not for me and kind of, you know, got out of it. But I learned something from it. So, Yeah. And I, again, I just want to say, I think the, uh, a big difference of entrepreneurial mind uh, from, from somebody that's not so entrepreneurial is, um, you know, entrepreneurs seem to be very solution based yeah. you know yeah. and and we kind of are a little bit eternal optimists in a way sure. yeah. and so it's like not that we don't take a take note of the negatives yeah but we don't make them a sticking point you know it's no. like how can we no. make this work 100%. instead of you know oh yeah. well, this sucks this we're, won't we're, work we're this person might die we're problem solvers we're not problem makers yeah, so, look for solutions, yeah. push forward, if I would and have, grow. From the age of 16, if I would have listened to all the naysayers, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. It was breaking through, breaking through that negative rhetoric 
that made me an entrepreneur and made me moderately successful. Like how many people? Oh, no, don't do this. I I know a guy that did this and he failed. Uh, don't why are you buying that piece don't of real estate? Don't buy rentals. Yeah, don't buy their this. headaches. The tenants. You, know, you got to be careful. You got with this and that. And but then when you talk to a successful entrepreneur, it'll be different. It'll be like great idea. You know what? You should look into that. Maybe be cautionary on this. But yeah, you're on the right track. Do you need help with financing? You know these are the these are the problems you're going to face. So depending on who you talk to, will navigate how you go in your business right um and yeah you i mean you got to trust in yourself you got to trust in your gut and you got to talk to people that are involved in that business you know, you don't talk to people who have never gone into business or don't own real estate yeah to buy real Ex estate exactly right so exactly. talk I mean, to a professional yeah, talk to somebody exactly. that knows what they're doing yeah. that has done it um and, and they're obviously going to be able to give you the best information yeah but yeah no i agree i've, I've had situations where you know i borrow private money of course. At 10% yep. to make a move, sure. to build a house or to do something. Sure. And most people are, are you crazy? That's like 10% on five, that's $50,000 a year in interest. Yep. But it's like, okay, but if that 50 makes me a hundred, yep. you know, it's worth it. Yep. And so, you know, it just, whereas some people won't even build it because they'll say, well, I don't have the money. Well, no. here's a solution. No, the, the biggest downfall in today that I can see in real estate or people uh, uh, ascertaining real estate is they're too fixated on the rate. And that is now, now real estate for business, real estate for your matrimonial home to live in. Yes. You're going to rate shop. You're going to, you're, you're in it for 25 years. So it makes sense to rate, to look at the rate and really zero in and try to get the base, best rate. But if you're going into commercial real estate, flipping rentals and this and that, I've seen people stay stagnant for three years because they don't like the rate yeah. of a half a percent or a quarter of a percent. And like, oh, you, like you said, I've used tons of private money and, and a big part of my business is private money. But these are the people that are moving forward. They're finding a solution. And there's nothing wrong with high rates. So as long as you build it into your business model and you get the return at the end, what's wrong with it? No, nothing. I mean, do you think obviously that, ideally you don't need to, yeah, do you think, but yeah. I, I'm not at a point right now. So I use it hundred percent. If I need to use it, I'll use it. And ideally I get to a point where I'm letting the money out. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's where you want to go on that real estate scale. But there's so many clients that come in and say, Oh no, Ned, I, I can't No, I mean, when I bought my, uh, my apartment building, I mean, I mean the first rates I was subject to were like six and a half percent with home trust. Yeah. Then I found Meridian and got it down to four and a half. And now I'm with RBC and I'm sub four. But that's the journey I took. But if I would have said at that point, there's no way I'm paying six and a half percent. This is crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't own that real estate and I wouldn't have tripled my money on that piece of real estate. A hundred percent. So, yeah. I mean, it's a giant, giant problem where people don't look at the math and they get, they get emotional. They look at all these rates and they, and they listen to people in their family or their peers that have nothing to do with real estate and say, oh, that's crazy. How are you paying 3%? You should be getting, you know, two and a half or you should be getting blah, 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 this and this and this. And they don't spend enough time actually talking to professionals and outlining the mathematics because business is math. There's no emotion in, in, in business. Sure. If the math runs and it makes sense, pull the trigger. 100%. I have, uh, I have friends that literally for so so i got into real estate about eight nine years ago yeah and you know at that time hamilton was considered you know the golden egg it was not hamilton today no right no. it was considered but like investment opportunity was massive but but people it, people still so when i first nine years ago people were still like eh. yeah like north of barton you still couldn't get a, a mortgage no you know? they were blacked out zones yeah. Back then. yeah and so um you know 
I was seeing houses and I was telling my friends, guys, yeah. let's start buying stuff. Yeah. And I wanted to put a group together to try to do it. Yeah. And, and, and everybody had, well, what if this guy dies? What if this guy does? Yeah. And there's always, so I did it myself. And I bought, you know, a hundred thousand dollar house and a hundred eighteen thousand dollar house. Yeah, you, were, you were the one of the first guys from the creek that was going out. I wasn't I wouldn't even go to those areas back then. You were and so, I probably was one of the guys <laughs> saying you're crazy, but you, you know, saw something and you were bold enough to cause it well, it was at a necessity because you didn't have wealth. I, exactly. Time. If I could have so, paid three hundred, <laughs> so you wouldn't have bought in those areas. But because you only had a limit to what you could spend, you were forced to go in those areas. But you, you really could probably attribute most of your wealth today on that real estate you uh, own there. A hundred percent. Like the houses that I bought for 118, 132, 158, yeah. 198, 213 are yeah. all now at least two to three times at least yeah. more yeah. than they Half were. Half a million and above. Yes. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I seen the, 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 the potential then because I was getting phone calls from Toronto investors. Yes. And then as soon as the GO train came, we started getting Toronto end users. Yes. And you know now you're seeing that continue, um, you know, to Stony Creek, to yeah. Beamsville, to all the way to Niagara, and all so, the way to Niagara, and even out to Brantford, out to uh, Caledonia. Uh, Annie's doing a thousand builds out there. Exactly, Port, Port Dover, like these yeah, areas Brantford, that we never, hundred yeah, percent, Brantford, Brant County, all these areas we would never looked at even 10, uh, 12 years ago. A hundred percent, and and to me, it's like, you know, if, especially for your principal place of residence. Like I think as a business side of it, you have to be more. Um, you know, more shrewd and, and, and really look at the numbers. You have to. When you're at your principal place of residence, what I tell people is, you know, jump in. Yeah. Because, you know, I have people, like I said, for seven years saying, oh, the, the market's going to dip. Yeah, the, you know, yeah, the market's yeah, going to dip. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm gonna just going to save some more money. Yeah. You, especially the last seven, yeah. seven years in Hamilton, yeah. you weren't seeing the historical 3% increase, yeah. you were seeing 7, 9, 10, 12% increases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, when you're getting those, good luck saving, you know, at the rate of inflation. Like, so... Yeah, there, there's people that got, that missed that massive opportunity. The pessimist in real estate for that sure. have been waiting for this, some sort of downfall, which periodically happened for three months in 217, I believe, yeah. happened now. Period, small dip. Small, at the beginning of COVID it happened, but now we're firing on all cylinders again what can i say to that i mean i have clients and friends that have been waiting and they just ended up buying a house four years later for double the money than they could have four years ago waiting for the fall a hundred percent and so and what do you yeah like I, i'm assuming you'd be on the same page especially your principal place of residence if you plan to be there five seven ten years buy it even if it's 20k more than you think it might yeah. be worth 30k you're gonna get it back over the 15 you know 100 percent. because people when they like to do math you have to do math you have to be uh systematic in how you do the math there's business and and, and your business side of your real estate portfolio yeah. and that's where you live and then there's where you live if you pay more for where you live and you feel like you're waiting for this downfall this that well you're gonna pay rent anyway somewhere so yep. why wouldn't like there's no loss because how do you put a price on raising your family in a house that you own pride of ownership uh getting started with in the in the credit machine by owning a property get building equity to like without that principal residence which is your should be your or most often is your biggest money maker in real estate um i bought and sold a ton of homes that me and my wife first lived in yeah and that's how we built our worth to get to where we are today You've done the same thing, but people don't, people look at that and like you live in it for a year, you're tax exempt. Yeah. 
Like that's the other beauty of it. So the then, then you kind of scratch your head and you're like, okay. And then you get the naysayers that will say, well, no, you know, Ned, the, the wealthiest people they rent, they don't own. Well, yeah, I, yeah. If you're worth a billion bucks, I get it. I get the reason why they would. But it ain't no one around here worth a billion bucks. No, and we all started from essentially zero. So how do you how do you make that for like it's statistically the fastest way to become a millionaire is through real estate we know that you yeah. know that made I know more that. millionaires where, than any other industry. that's where i made all my money i didn't make it by uh, by slinging pizzas i'll yeah. be honest with you yeah it was a cool paycheck and and but it's the real estate that we owned underneath the pizza parlor well, that the attic that that made me real wealth or that makes me have wealth and i think you know i think we can also so two things I want to touch on. One is, you know, I really think for small businesses, especially, um, owning real estate is your retirement fund. You know, 100%. and and if you can, if you can, I had a I have a buddy who who runs who ran a shop. He's paying six thousand dollars a month in rent. Yeah. And I said, brother, if you change your, if you stop paying rent for six grand, yes. six grand is how much of a mortgage? Ooh, over a million. Over a million. So 1.2 million. I said, if you, if you like, it's crazy. So, and then if you combine it with your house and have a shop, you're literally living for free. And so, you know, changing the mindset of business owners to say, listen, you're going to, you're going to make a lot of money by actually buying the property. The other thing I think that we need to shift people's mindset is, you know, stop looking at your house as a house and start looking at it as a checkings account. Like so many people, like our parents' generation, you know, a lot of them are, it's, it's the old mentality of save, 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 have zero mortgage, you know, and even if they're living tight, tight, yeah, you know, they're, 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 they're to me, it's a disservice to themselves. You know, yes. you have a $800,000 home that you owe $0 on, but you, you're living literally like on your pension tight. Yeah. Why not take, 300,000 of it out, invest it in, you know, second mortgages, for example, sure. make yourself $36,000 a year. Yeah. And, you know, why not just invest in another piece of real estate? I know so many people that lots own, of different options own their own business and they come to me and commercial mortgages are a little bit difficult to get yeah. uh, more difficult than residential. And I say, okay, well, what's the equity on your home? Oh, Ned, I don't want to touch my home. Yeah. But you're buying an, an more bricks and mortar that are only going to really go up there's no real there's no real risk and we've gone through a lot we've gone through change of governments we've gone through covid we've gone through ups and downs i don't me personally i don't see the risk no and especially i think when you think of even if the market goes down that means rental market goes up sure. like you know if if the if 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 People are, if people have to sell their home, yeah. they're gonna have to live somewhere. So that means they're gonna rent. Yeah, so in, you know, in, in rental talk, markets will go up. One hundred percent. In the talk of real estate, you can now, you can now, dive into real estate and categorize it. I have friends that love commercial real estate. I personally love rentals. I love apartments. Um, people love townhomes. Nobody's wrong, but you no. can diversify. Hundred percent. You could hedge your bets. Some condos. 100%. Some some duplexes. Some like for me, commercial me right now commercial because I don't need more of it. I'm not looking for it. Am I looking for, you know, small apartment buildings and stuff? Sure I am. The thing that the number one thing I've personally invested in the last three, four years, say five years, and probably the only thing I've invested on real estate other than the other side of funding real estate 
uh, is pre-con condos. I can't say enough about them. Yeah. I love them. You know, as a realtor, yep. you've sold a ton of them. You've, you have introduced clients to certain projects that have increased their wealth dramatically for just yep. making one move, being there one day on, on the signing day. And putting some putting, money. Putting some money in the middle. There's an example of you know, using your, your, your home equity sure. to go buy another project, right? Sure. So you know, you're 50, 60 years old and you have no mortgage and you say, hey, yeah. you know what? I'll take 50, 60 out, yeah. go buy a pre-con, sit back for a year and a half, two sure. years, and make 60 to 100 yeah. grand. And Let, so, Let's analyze that process for a sec because I can't, I can't advocate it enough. If you're a person that has no money in the bank but you have equity, you can go get a loan for your down payment for a pre-con. If you're going to buy something around 300000 you're going to need fifty to sixty grand. correct? Yep. Okay. You can go to multiple builders in Stony Creek, anywhere really. Yep. You, you know where they are. We know where they are. Someone can yep. just call you and you'll find it for them. Yeah. You're going to go in. You're going to buy something, a one bedroom for $300,000. you are going to hypothetically put in your $60,000. they are going to take two and a half years to construct. Out of all the projects I've been in, I've never made less than a hundred grand over, th- over and two and a half, massive. three years. Now, if my $300,000 condo, which I've, I now can sell for four to 420, minus the HST, minus the realty fees, Minus everything. If I'm left clean, white meat, 80 grand, and I only put in 60, that's a 38% return on my money every year for three years. It's amazing. Where are you going to find a 38% return on your money? Can't. Find me. You, you cannot. No. And with, I've, and, I've searched. And, I've searched. And, and, and with, li- with little with to zero work. Complete passive. Income. Yeah. That's complete passive. This is after you pay the realtor, after you pay your capital gains, and after you pay your HST, which most people don't know when you buy a condo on signing, you gotta pay HST. After all of that, even if your 60 comes back with 60 and you have 120, it's a 33% return on your money. I know people in Toronto that have gone onto this game 10 years ago who have become multi, 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 multi millionaires. With that, that one little area of real estate which is there's which is maybe represents five percent of real estate in general i know people have bought in one condo then they've sold take those profits bought two then four then five then people but people say well ned what if i can't get the mortgage that's fine get use private money yep use private money at eight percent right now that seven eight percent close the deal list it what's what's the private money going to cost you the private money is going to cost you maybe 1% 1% broker fee, 1% lender fee, maybe six grand with some payments, maybe seven, eight. What's a mortgage gonna cost you to break? Probably six. It's probably 10. Yeah. People don't look at the, like, one of my principal rules in business and real estate is understanding your finish line. People will call me and say, Ned, what do you think about, I always ask them, what's your finish line? If you don't know where you're going, how are you gonna get there? So if you don't know, like if you say to yourself, I want to buy this condo, hold it for three years and sell it or buy it and sell it or buy a property and flip it, you have to know that. Then you have to allocate what's it going to cost to fund it. Sometimes private money actually comes out cheaper, as you know. Yeah, if you're going to sell it right away. I can sell a mortgage to a guy on a flip and get him, you know, 2.1% today. Oh, thanks, Ned. Wow, you're the best. And then there's a caveat to that. I'll say, but when you sell it in six months, you're going to get hit with a massive payout. No, no, it's too. And then I say, you're better off going with 7% private. Oh, no, you're crazy. I'm never going to pay 7%. Yeah. 
you construction might be, happens. Yeah. He goes to list it with you. Seven months later, he goes to break his mortgage. He gets smacked with $10,000 penalty. So you got to, you got to, first you have to find a professional that can explain all this because yeah. some people don't. They're, they're, they're just worried about the sale. And, and then you have to be open-minded because most of us grow up with parents saying, cheap rate, cheap rate, cheap rate, don't pay interest, cheap rate, get a cheap rate, cheap rate. It, sometimes it's not the best thing. 100%. You, in, in all business and all in life, you really need to look holistically at the whole 100%. thing. And, and, you know, uh, know that you know nothing. That's Socrates' comment. Yeah. Because, you know, if you just start with a blank slate when talking to a professional, they will explain stuff. And if you don't have your preconceived notions of, oh, whoa, interest too high, yeah. you, know, you might actually learn something. Yes. And so, you know, it's definitely important, I think, for people to, you know, talk to professionals like yourself yeah. and, 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 and then just open mind, right? Have a blank slate and just listen and then make but a decision. But if you don't have a finish line, and this, I agree. Is, this is real value, I don't, this is 100% value. If you don't know what you're going to do, how are you going to get there? If you don't know how, like, if you're going to start a 100-meter race, but you don't know where the finish line is, how do you now control that 100-meter race? 100%. How do you have the front, middle, and the end of the race to, to run it efficiently and get the best time well, possible? I have you, this you question all the time. So yesterday I had a client call me and she said, hey, like, do you think I should sell my house? Market's hot. And so, you know, I think most agents would be like, yeah, sure, let's sell yeah, your house. You're going to chase the commission. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but my comment is always, well, what's your plan? Yeah. What's your what's goal? Your like, why do you want to sell just to take yeah. money? Yeah. Like, if you're just going to sell right now and you're just going to sit on your money, yeah. well, don't do it. No. And I don't care that I'm costing myself a deal. Yeah. To me, it's what, like, for me as a professional, not only do I have a legal obligation, duty of care, yeah, of but, course. you know, I, I truly do care about people's path you know where are you going in real estate is your goal to sell this for what if it's to sell it right now to go invest in some other stuff and make some money on this like to make more money because you think the market's really hot right now so you might sell one or two of your properties yeah. to you know yeah. diversify and hedge your bet a little bit so if sure. the market does come down i made some really good high returns on this property and then i'm going to take that money and spread it out into maybe some stocks maybe you know, a brand new condo, yeah. uh, private mortgages that sure. you also do that if you do need private mortgages yeah, yeah. or re regular mortgages, call Ned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, do you, is that what your your goal is? Because if that's the case, then yeah, let's sell one and let's diversify it's, and let's talk about a plan. It's got to make sense. It's exactly. got to make sense. And what people don't in our positions, your position more on the sales side, my, my position on more procuring somebody the money, we're helping people with the biggest, essentially the biggest decisions of their lives. And if you're just commission-based, goal-orientated, you probably won't lie. You, you'll do okay, but you probably ain't going to make a lot of friends along yeah. the way. Because even right now, if, if someone was like, oh, wow, I can sell my house for a million bucks, what are you going to buy? Yeah. yeah the, the next house over is a million. It has so, to so be. So it's got to make sense. 100%. It's got to make sense. People come in. I've had a, a massive wave of people coming in saying, Ned, what are the rates? We're at all-time loan rates. Yeah. Sub 2%. Yeah. And they say... You know, is it worth me refinancing? Well, yeah, it is. But, but I can't say yeah right away. First thing I ask them is, let me see your call your mortgage company. See what the penalty. See what the penalty is. That makes sense. Then, if it's ten grand, I can say. Well, then give me your docs. I can figure out what I can save you. And then mm -hmm. when I find out what you what I can save you over five years, let's do the plus minus. If it's worth, if the juice is worth the squeeze, let's do it. Pull if the it's not, it's not. But I can't just say. Yes, let's get you a mortgage and refinance you at sub two. You gotta, you gotta know, 
you know, you, there's a level of care there. There's a level of, well, ethics. Professionalism, that you need, yeah, ethics. ethics that you need. Yeah, 100%. Sure. Um, so now we're talking a little bit more about mortgages. Yeah. When did you get into mortgages? Um, you know, tell me a little bit about mortgages, rates right now that you just touched on. Sure. But go into more detail about, you know, uh, so your I, mortgage. I got life. into mortgages in 2009, so it's been 11 years. Yep. I got into it because uh, I was fortunate enough to meet a gentleman by the name of Jorah Prewall, who's a big time broker at Mississauga, and he was he was um, really instrumental in showing me, teaching me how to to buy real estate and teaching me the ins and outs and kind of, so really it all kind of started with him in 2006 is when I bought my first real estate. And then I kind of said, you know what, I like this. I always liked the idea of being in that type of business. So then he said, hey, why don't you come on board? And the rest is kind of history. That's how I got in into mortgages and I'm able to facilitate commercial, residential, be residential, and the big one is alternative or private lending, which as you know, has become massive over the last five years. Um, our head office is based out of Mississauga. My office is in Stony Creek next to the Attic Pizza, 91 King Street East. Um, it's a by appointment only office. As you see, we're here now. Um, I don't have a big production here. I focus on just getting deals done and using my expertise to, to kind of help people. Um, rates wise, we are now at an all-time low where I have a variable rate if you qualify at 1.65%. That's unheard of. That's free. Yeah, that's free Sounds money. free. That's free money. Um, fixed rates starting at 1.85 if you qualify. Um, what can I say? It's the government has been smart enough to understand the strains of COVID and understand they've they, they've understood how important the real estate market is to the Canadian economy and how that wheel needs to keep turning. And they've provided some sort of stimulus in keeping rates low, which will probably be low for the next year to two years. Is it a great time to get into real estate based on rates? Flat answer is yeah. How, how, can, you, how, how can you say no? And what, uh, well, I definitely have seen it on our end. Like right now there still is. So I did a little video a while back where, I said, you know, even though CMHC said we, we expect yeah. the market to tank 18 to 20%, not only did I get upset and say, well, screw you, CMHC. Yeah. There's Gen Worth and Canada Guarantee. Is, You're not yeah. the only player in the, the, in the park. So yeah. you guys are going to take a hit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, more importantly, I think the fastest growing city, and I think I've said this a few times, fastest growing city in 2019 was Toronto. Yep. 77,000 new residents. Yep. And that's in North America, not just Canada. So, yeah. uh, you know, second fastest was Portland. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, we, we're going to continue to grow. Um, Canada still is amongst the top places to live. Yeah, of course it is. People, and, people, will, huh, people will sell their, you know. Yeah, they'll exactly. Give, they'll give, they'll give uh, anything to come and live in this great country. 100%. And so, you know, I just think that we have so much upside still. Like, globally speaking, we are still cheap. You know, yeah. I know it seems crazy, like Toronto prices are crazy. But you go to, you know, you've traveled the world. Yeah. You know, Compare London, to England. London, Paris. Shanghai. New York, New York Melbourne, uh, Sydney. You, the list goes on and on. You can San go Francisco. Into, yeah, you can go, you can start going into. We like, are still cheap. Yeah, we're still cheap. And so, you yeah. know, that gives me hope that we still do have a lot of room to grow here. And, um, 
and so yeah, I, you know, I, I definitely still think that with the rates what they are today, you know, I think it is a, a, a good uh, a good time to buy still. It, it definitely is. The only thing the, the only thing that's changing in the mortgage world is, um, and it's a topic I've touched on in another YouTube video that I did. Um, people, people, there's a couple of do's and don'ts. As you know, mortgages are harder to get. They are tightening the That was criteria. my next question. Yeah. How hard is it to get approved? A lot harder than it was five years ago. A way harder than it was 10 to 15 years ago. Let's start 10, 15 years ago. You needed a pay stub, yeah. a job letter. That was it. And they would pull your credit score and you'd be good. You, you could essentially, um, you could have five houses. They wouldn't be on, the mortgages wouldn't show up on your credit score. Now they do. People don't understand that Canada's lending is based on income and debt to service ratio, monthly income. So I'll get a lot of people saying, well, great, Ned, I, run, I do construction, I make 100 grand a year, but I only show 18 grand a year. No. Can't help Those you. days are essentially finished. Yeah. If you want good rates, you have to, this is to all those small business people, you gotta stop jamming the system and pay your taxes. You have to. If you want to function and grow, if you want to own one house yeah, and that's it, then fine. I'm not the guy who's going to tell you how to run your business and pay or not pay taxes. Most people do pay their taxes, but they just have a million write-offs, so, they, yeah. so their income is nothing. If you want to enter the real estate world as a business, first rule as a business, incorporate, have a holdings company, and you got to run that company for two to three years. After you do all the banks will open their doors to you. You cannot run in, you've had this problem years ago where you had everything, and I did. We put everything on our personal name. Yeah. And then the debt to loan, the debt to ratio. service ratio goes out of whack and you can't borrow any more money. But the people who put it in a corp and pay their 40% on their profits and yeah. all that, now you're doing it the proper way. When you do it the proper way, would you rather have two houses on your personal name or have 50 in your corporation after 20 years? A hundred percent. Right? So people need to understand you got to play by the rules. And when you play by the rules, you'll have no problem getting a mortgage. I totally agree. So, uh, there, like, I think, you know, uh, 15, 20 years ago, a lot of people felt cash is king. Yes. And, and I think that's gone. You it's know, the, the new thing to me is credit is the king. The most <laughs> valuable lesson I learned in business, this is the most valuable one. When I was 17 years old, a high net individual from this city said to me, I'm going to teach you something. And this year, if you can figure this out, you'll be successful. He said, you're only worth what you can borrow. 100%. And I kind of looked at him and I said, what do, you, what do you mean you're only worth it? He goes, you can have 200 grand in a shoebox and bury it in your backyard. What are you going to do with it? Nothing. But if I can borrow 2 million, that's what you're worth. A hundred percent. And I've stuck to that rule and paid my taxes and, you know, established businesses the right way. And that's why some people see me and go, well, how the hell did he pull the trigger on that piece of real estate? Because the banks like me. I play by their rules. It's a game. Learn the game and play by it. Yeah. You're only worth what you can borrow in this country. Yeah. So cash is going to get you virtually nowhere right now. Yeah. Credit to me is king. And I tell 100%. that to every young person I can, uh, old or young, credit is number one, you yeah. know? And so three things to get a mortgage, 
Credit. Yeah. Income. Total service debt ratio. Would well, you, the would three, you agree? I would agree. So the three major things that I ask when someone calls me is I say, now let's talk about houses. Okay, let's not talk about commercial real estate. Yeah. Two different specials. Two different beasts. On real estate, uh, residential real estate, what's your down payment? Yeah. What's your credit score? And what's your income? Reported income. Yeah. I don't care if you're doing Made 50K on the side. making... You know, you're doing construction and hauling junk and all these cash businesses don't matter to me. What's your reported income? What's your credit score? And what's your down payment? Um, without a down payment, you ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Now, a down payment can come in various forms. Can a down payment be gifted from your parents? 100% it can. Yeah. Can your down payment be gifted from a, a brother or a family member? Yes, it can. So if your parents want to give you 100 grand, yes, you have a down payment. So that's most people think, well, I got no cash, but they have family that's willing to, to lend it to them or give it to them. So mm -hmm. that's number one. Number two is credit score. People don't know their credit score enough. That is your like blueprint of financial life if you want to buy anything. Go to Equifax.ca. Top left-hand corner says products. Scroll down, compare products. Go past all the green check marks and blue letters. It'll say, pull my one-time credit score and report. Pull this, know your credit score. If it's bad, call someone like me or even you understand credit scores. Figure out how to improve it. Carry this credit score with you. Don't let agents pull your credit score because if they do, 10 points gets taken off. Give it to the agent. It's enough for them to get started. Know your credit score. It's, without that, you're dead. And that and that ten points might be the make or break. I so. tell I tell clients all the time, six eighty is auto approval. If you're at six eighty and I pull your credit score, you're at six seventy. I just screwed me and you. Doesn't ethically. I, I, that's so, why I don't pull credit scores. And 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 I tell some of my clients, and they're like, "Why would I have to pull it?" And you know, it's like, well, you don't have to. You don't have to. But but you know, you want to save shopping, ten points. If you're shopping. Yeah. If you're going to come see me and you're going to go see some of my other competitors, save which is your, fine. Save your credit. Give them your credit score, right? Yeah. And then, so we was, and then the third, the third uh, thing is, uh, what's your income? Quick rule. If you put down 20%, you should be five times your income is what you should get as a mortgage. If you're going to put down five to 10% or 15%, it's times four. So the mis biggest misconception uh, today is that someone's like, oh yeah, man, you know, I make good money. I make 75 grand a year. Okay. Yep. Good for you. Yeah. yeah I want to go and they, you know, I want to, my budget's 800,000. <laughs> no, it's not, you know, 75 grand times four, you're, you're now looking at a $300,000 mortgage, 50 grand down payment, 350. What are you going to buy for 350 Pete? Condo. Yeah. So the problem and is not pe people are detached from reality as well. Um, if you have 20%, then you're going to put down, you're going to have 375. That's the real, that's how serious mortgages have gotten. It's not a game, like it's not, there's no, there's no wiggle room or leeway. You get what I'm saying? hundred percent. And, and what about rental? So big thing I try to tell my clients is, especially first time home buyers, you know, maybe you don't love the idea, but, um, maybe to get you your first house, we, it needs to be an income property. So, sure. you, so, you know, maybe we can offset, you know, you live in the basement for a few years and you rent upstairs for 1800 Yep. You know. Great solution. Well, I, I, you know, there's a lot of clients that come in and say, and I always say, let me see the MLS listing. 
they'll say, you know, does it have a finished basement and a kitchen? Well, why are you asking that, Ned? Well, to get into that house, to get your first step, you might have to rent that basement for, you know, 12 to 1500 bucks a month. Oh, really? Can we do that? Of course you can. I can use that directly, use that income to use as your income to get you into that bigger property. 100%. It's, you have to understand, people need to understand the climate we're in. Houses are stupid expensive. Yeah. And they have been. So there's other people that, like, when I'm 39, you're, you're mid-30s, when I argue with older people in their 50s, they say, oh, well, yeah, you know, they should let it. And I say, no, no, no. You, what people don't understand is, I say to a 50, 60-year-old person, you buy your house for 200 grand. Like, now sympathize with someone who's 25, 35 years old now, that, that entry level in Stony Creek is what? At least 550. At least 550. So then I asked those older, what would you do if your entry level was 550? And it blows their mind. But you have to understand the climate we're in. So if you have to find a property with a rental basement or an alternative solution. At least um, to start. Not, at least to start. It's not a bad idea. I've had people use private money just to get in. And one year later, we get them with a bank. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's lots of solutions. I, uh, one of my clients, Jordan, um, he uh, just bought, and he's 23 years old. Mm. And uh, he makes somewhere he works at suncor makes a pretty good salary somewhere in yeah. the 80k range yeah and uh six months ago or so he's still living at home yeah but he said i want to buy a property yeah. you know and 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 so we started talking and so we bought him an income property yeah basement was unfinished he bought it for 450 ish thousand yeah um a little over oh maybe, maybe six months to a year max yeah and so he rented the upstairs for eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, so four hundred fifty thousand dollars, put five percent down. So he's probably about a two thousand dollar mortgage ish. Yeah. Um, so he rent upstairs for eighteen hundred. Yeah. He put thirty thousand dollars into finishing the basement, yeah. and uh, so you know, we just listed it last week. We had ten offers, two bedroom apartment, sixteen hundred and fifty bucks. So yeah. sixteen fifty for his basement, yeah. eighteen hundred from upstairs. Yep. So he's actually positive. cash flow positive, positive by about seven eight hundred bucks. Uh, if you factor in the taxes and a couple of things, maybe he's not, but he's there. He's there. Yeah, he's, he's, there. he's yeah, close. Yeah. You know, one hundred percent, he's there. And, 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 but what, and a, it, what a great solution for a guy who's twenty three. Yep. who our generation of guys li still live at home till they were 30. He's out on his own. Yeah. He's, he's in the mill, meaning he's, he's a mover and shaker. He owns his own property. It's costing him zero and he's, and he's out on his own. He has independence. A hundred percent. And that, and the thing I say to people, okay, maybe it's not your end goal, but if that's your first, if, if that's your first stepping stone to your end goal, how beautiful is that? You well, know, so he's going to go from this yeah. to all of a sudden now he can say, so let's just look at this. In the last year, his, now I bet you I could sell his house yeah. for somewhere in the I 550s. To, I was about to say, how happy is it going to be when you sell well, and he sees that profit, the equity profit check? Exactly. Right? And I've tweaked his mind to say, hey, don't sell. Keep yeah. that property. Let's take the equity out of there. We'll talk to Ned and we'll get you even yeah. better property. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe his second property is also an uh, income property. So he lives yeah. upstairs and he rents the basement. But now he has two properties yeah. going forward that yeah. are both income producing, that 100%. are both inflating. And then, you know, in three to five years, he says, you know what? I'm starting a family. I want my own home. 
perfect. Now take the equity of sum out of both of those two yes. properties and go buy your principal place of residence. You can also use the inf the the increase of like that's that's income yeah. that's coming from. Use that to help your income to buy your principal place. Of I residence. have I have two clients that started uh, came and sat with me when they were twenty five and they're they're thirty six and thirty seven now and they're in seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar homes with a hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Beautiful. They will be mortgage free by the time they're forty. Beautiful. Based on using some of my knowledge, some of I yeah. think one of them's your client. Um, some, you know, that's possible. Climbing that ladder is one hundred percent still relevant and possible. Just the numbers have changed. Yeah. The process has been the same. Just the numbers have changed. And that stuff, you know, we'll get into. You know, maybe another episode at some point, yeah. um, and you know, talk more about the different options of what you can do even off of your mortgage you know HELOCs yeah. and yes um you know paying down the mortgage quicker yeah. and you know there's lots of different avenues to really you know build equity yeah and so that's stuff that we can definitely definitely chat about the, the only thing the only awareness that like and you would agree with this is because you're getting you're getting the retail side of it people just kind of assume that okay we just got married or i want to move out it's time to buy a house the problem I see is that they go directly to someone like you, which you're an, an, an expert in finding them the right home, and you, you actually know quite a lot about mortgages, but people don't spend enough time getting pre-approved and understanding exactly where they sit. And there's so many people that go headstrong into buying a property, and then I have to pull them back and say, okay, we have to fix your credit. We have to do this, this. It's gonna be a three-month process, but then I'll, then after I'm done with you, then go to Pete. And you know, Absolutely. the awareness is that we don't live in the time where you can just walk in with a sixty thousand or seventy thousand dollar paycheck and be like, "I'm going to get a half a million dollar home." Yeah, people need to spend a little bit more time with an agent, you know, so and their bro and their realtor to kind of formulate a plan. It's really needed now. A hundred percent, and and it's something that you know I'm working on with Brandon, um, a, a video series and. It's the essentially a buyer's guide. How to, yeah. And, and, and the first is, you know, call an agent. Um, yeah. Basically because it's free and we know a whole bunch of info. So on the buy, yeah. on the yeah, buy. Yeah, yeah, We don't get paid for the, we get paid on the actual commission side. We don't, the, the yeah, rest is the free. education the, is free. It's the best free value you'll ever get in your it, life. Exactly. So call me, let's have a chat. You know, any questions, I'm an open book and I'll yeah. tell you anything I know. Um, but the second video is pre-approval. Yeah. And, and the reason is we can't go anywhere without that. No. You know, so um, until we know what you can buy, yeah, we're spinning tires, right? It's like the, like you said about the 100 meter race without a, a goal, right? Yeah. You need to know what, if not, we're looking aimlessly, you might be looking at stuff you can't even afford, which is going to really mess with your emotions yeah. along the way. Yeah. And, 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 or you can't even pull the trigger on something in a fast climate because you yeah. don't know yeah. if you can. And, and in these climates, especially right now, it's very, very hot. Yeah. You know, you it's can't, you can't even put, you everything. can't put no. conditions in. No. So you have to really be educated in the process and speak to professionals so that, you know, you can pull the trigger when you need to. Yeah. No, you're in, you're, in, you're in a safe way. Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent correct. Yeah. So, um, another question I wanted to ask was, what would you tell people if they want to buy a home today, and why should they call you? So the first part of your why should they buy a home today? I I don't think there's any wrong time to buy a home. So let's I'll agree. Flat I agree. out, I don't even the question leads to something that isn't quite, like there's no right or wrong time to buy a home. 
if we had a crystal ball, yeah. which no, I haven't found that person Me yet, neither. then we could figure out when is a good or a bad time. I think if you look at, we can only study the past on data, there's never been a bad time in the last 15 years. No. So people who are waiting for this downfall or this down spike, you're gonna wait 10 years for a $50,000 discount. And, and good and, luck trying to time it. Yeah, and good like, luck trying to time it, where if you would have gone in already, you would have made that 50, 100 already. So me personally, I've overpaid on every piece of real estate I've ever had. I shoot strong and I right away and I'm like, this is my offer and I, I secure the real estate. And people have said to me on oh, Ned, you're crazy. You, you paid 50 grand more than what that apartment building's worth. Y yeah, but now I'm a million ahead. Yeah. So I'm, am I going to let, I'm going to step over a loony to pick up a penny? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, 100%. You get what I'm saying? Great point. So there's no wrong time. So I don't know how to For elaborate sure. on that. The, the quicker you get in, the more equity you start making, the more wealth you start making. Absolutely. Just, and I'm not going to speculate because yeah. that's I can only look back to the last 15 years. Yeah. People will say things about COVID and stuff like that. Sure, there's a concern, but this market is hotter, I believe, now than it was last year in August. Yeah, it's it's in insane. July. It's insane. Like we're get, and I'm even, getting swamped. Even during COVID, uh, sales were down considerably, but prices were actually up. And yes. so, you know, we haven't seen, unless magically 10,000 houses are going to appear. Yeah, which you know, is not. Inventory is slim. That's, a, that's the point, so, right? So supply dr drives demand, and we don't have, like, 10 offers on that rental property. Yeah. I did another one, um, another property. I put an I was on the buying end. We put an offer, and it was listed at 799 in Stony Creek. Yeah. 11 offers. It ended up selling for 870 Yep, yeah, there you go. You know, so... Now, and that know, was a couple weeks ago, three, four weeks ago. The only thing I could say to your first question is we could break it down very quickly. There's the business side of it, and then there's the like home where you want to raise your family and live. Home and where you want to raise your family, there's no wrong time. A hundred percent. There's no. You're, you're, the more time you wait, the more money you're losing. Oh, totally that, agree. And we can we can go on facts for the last fifteen years. Yes. Um, on the business side of it. That's that's now. I mean, yeah, me, no, and, right. me and you could Be, me and you could look at ten different applicable business ideas for real estate. Yeah, that's a wide open question. Um, if there was more specific, like even no, even then, even then, if you look at what's been gained, like in the last fifteen years, it's only going up. Commercial real estate hasn't really gone down. No, and apartment buildings haven't gone down. Rental properties haven't gone down. None of that has. So even on that aspect, there, you know, there's no. Why no. would you wait? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, so. But 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 I'll agree with you that on the business side, you have to be a little more. You have to consult people. Yeah, a little you more. To, you have to have really your wits look about at, you. at yeah, the you numbers. You know, make sure that you're going to be able it's, to sustain. Now a loss. it's a business. You know, I, I, yeah. And a, one thing we haven't touched upon, I want to touch is, if you want to get in to the rental game because it's sexy and all your friends are doing it and you want to monkey see monkey do don't talk to Pete talk talk to you talk to me they need to talk to people that know that game and then you can outline them the pros the pros and cons. the cons generally the pros outweigh the cons 100% but if you are you know living paycheck to paycheck and you know you or me would say maybe this isn't the right thing for there's you. a lot maybe of there's, factors maybe there's a pre-con condo you can get into yeah you if your stress your little, level exactly some people's some people's stress level exactly. isn't, isn't there for so, a rental property i've had my 
I've had people yeah. that I've put in it and they're like, I can't take this. Yeah. Whereas I have six, seven, eight properties. It doesn't yeah, phase it me. Doesn't like, phase okay, me. whatever. Here's a phone call. Here's a phone call. Fix so, it. Make on, it. The, on that end, consult a professional. Second part of your question, why should they use me? Um, one, I've been through the fire for, I'm self-made real estate, uh, or high net worth guy. Um, there's not much I haven't done myself that I, I, that I would, you know, that I can't educate advise, or help exactly. or advise. Been in the business for 10 years and I have, because of the brokerage I'm with and we do such a high volume of deals, we sometimes, they, we get banks that want our business. So sometimes I can come up with, like you see my advertise rates, yep. most people can't touch them. I'm always a 10th, 20th point under because that's the volume that we do. And unfortunately, when the banks, when, you know, when, when you're in the brokering side of it, that means a lot. So we're subject to some better rates than the average uh, mortgage agent is. That's a plus. And sometimes we can, um, with the sheer knowledge that we possess, we can find a solution that some people uh, can't. Uh, so those are my biggest assets. Uh, you're going to sit down, you're going to speak with someone that ex has done exactly what you're trying to do. Um, there's realtors out there that don't own a home. How, how would you, like, how, yeah. yeah, how does that work? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's mortgage agents that don't own a mortgage. They're, they're just commission-based. They look at it. I'm a sales guy. What can I sell for the biggest amount of commission? That's not me. 100%. So that would be. Yeah, and, and to throw you a little more kudos, I really do think you're somebody that, you know, you've done a lot, um, but you're very down to earth, you know, yeah. and, and you will take the time to explain and, and, and give people their options and pros and cons. And so you're somebody that I recommend and I, I feel very comfortable recommending that you are going to look out for their best interest. Yeah. And, and like myself, you know, we have been in it a while, but we're also young. And so we want to, um, yeah, it's an adventure. We're moving forward. And in your, you're a East Hamilton guy, Hamilton, Stony Creek guy. So am I. I can't, you know, my name and my reputation is worth more than anything. So I can't really steer someone wrong, right? Yeah. Um, it doesn't make sense. I have other businesses and other things that will affect that. So it just it just doesn't make sense. But plus with a guy like me or you, you get a whole whack of added value for free. Yeah, we've done quite really? a bit. Yeah. And you a lot more than me, you know, yeah. with your, you did even the K1 stuff and, and, and a yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. Whole, I was overseas whole, for a couple of years and stuff. A whole bunch like of that. different yeah. stuff. So, well... Um, definitely appreciate you coming yeah, on. No definitely worries. appreciate you. Hopefully people enjoyed and, and, and got some value with you. I definitely recommend anybody that is looking to get a house um, and, and is thinking about getting into the market, even if it's three months, six months, a year from now, sit down with me, sit down with Ned, yeah. sit down with some professionals, ask the questions. You know, um, what, what's your mortgage company's call, called? So right now I work under Invis, um, yeah. but it's just Ned Keurig. Um, my main office is uh, with a gentleman called Jora Prewalt and Associates, but this is a satellite office. I just have my blue sign says mortgage office. Uh, my Instagram is uh, Ned Kurek Mortgage Consultant. That's N-E-D-K-U-R-U-C. My Facebook is Ned Kurek Mortgage Consultant, and I have a YouTube channel that is very real estate focused. Um, I have 10 or 15 videos on there that 
the do's and don'ts and just my personal experience yep. and it's just called Ned Keurig N-E-D-K-U-R-U-C awesome so we'll definitely have Brandon put up some yeah. uh, your, your contacts yeah, and all your thanks. information if anybody wants to get a hold of you as well they call me I'll put you in touch with Ned and yeah. uh, you know again it's 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 free education sure um, and we're, we're here to help so yeah. awesome really do appreciate having you and look forward no, to growing with you together my yeah, friend for sure Thank cheers you. man awesome thanks cheers